greetings and salutations from the other side of 2021. Hello, friends. It's Chapo. We're back again, coming at you on this uh, Monday evening. Uh, joining me are Felix and Matt for this episode, and I think we should uh, kick off this episode and kick off this new year with uh, the latest perfect phone call to be so perfect. in by our president. It's probably one of the most perfect phone calls I've ever heard. But it just, you know, like we've been playing recently a lot of the audio clips that have come out of the uh, Trump's attempt to uh, overturn the results of the election and sort of bargain his way out of losing this election. And this latest phone call, which is like an hour of him talking on the phone to lawyers and the Georgia Secretary of State, is pretty special. I mean, like right before we started recording, Chris uh, mentioned that anytime you get to hear Trump talk on a phone call, like just sort of uncensored, like the real uncut dope. It's 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 something special and it's something that we should uh, celebrate while we still have it because it won't be around for much longer. Um, so, yeah. So the, the context of this is that this is this is a phone call that the Georgia secretary of state uh, and like Trump was just calling him up to just sort of basically harangue him uh, into giving him 11,000 more votes based on all of the, you know, just, spirit- you got his votes. What are you going to do? Just give me the votes. Just give me the other votes. He sounded like a uh, like Gill in like a later era Simpsons season, you know, like it's just oh come on yeah. now, very sweaty. Oh, this is bad. This is really bad. You're working, you slave, and you steal just enough for a sweet lick of that shiny brass ring. Don't I get a lick? Doesn't Gill get a lick? Oh, Gill, you know, you old Gill knows you got some votes in those Dominion machines. Sometimes they scan them three times. I'll tell you. Oh, I'll tell you you've what. heard that, haven't you? You've heard it. Of course you've heard yeah. it about the scanning. You've heard the scanning. There's a lot of really choice bits from the phone call, but like it basically is just him reciting as fact everything he's been told over the last month to people who are like, again, I should be stated here, are like Republican state officials and lawyers who have been like appointed by Trump supporting governors to fucking like do do their best to humor him. And he keeps saying things like, oh, like we have the, all the results are certified. These are certified. And he keeps saying it over and over again. And they just have to keep telling him that that's not true or that like it, it just like, I don't know. Chris, why don't we play the first clip? Let's just hey, get into this. I don't want to get into it. Because exactly. we have we found a way in other states later? Excuse me. But we okay, don't need farted. it. We're only down 11,000 votes. Yeah, run that back. Hey, but I don't want to get into it. Exactly. Because we have we found a way in other states later. <laughs> I heard it. Yep. Only oh, there it is. Thousand votes. Hey, but I first couple times I didn't hear it. It's like a magic eye painting, though. It popped out eventually. All right. Well, yeah, he 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 absolutely lets one rip in this <laughs> Giuliani he, style. You, you gotta you gotta figure that there's like a skid, like a light brown skid. He's the got Barons, maybe maybe like a, a going on. The Barons? Yeah, maybe maybe like a just like an oil spill almost. <laughs> the oil spill. Someone's oil, working on sure. their car. Yeah. Um. No. Yeah. He. It is. He is. This is like why he got elected in the first place, though, because he does say "excuse me," yeah, like he was coughing, and uh, you know, people like that. Yeah, That's yeah, it's manner. classy. Yeah. Um. But I, I have to say, I'm like, I don't know. I, I know Will said like we have to cherish this because it's like the end of this, but like I don't. Know, I've just hated this entire storyline so much. Like at, at first, it was kind of funny when he was like, um, just like calling people up and being like. Can I please win the election? And they're like, no. <laughs> but Come on. Uh, it, it's the one it just, time. I don't know. It just it reminded me of like why culture was so bad during the last four years because it was just like, yeah, like a fucking idiot uh, 
uh, impugning like people are pretty much as bad, if not worse than him to like do something that they would do normally Yeah, that he just didn't have a plan for. And then people trying to sell a book by like saying that it was the same as the Reichstag fire. Right. Uh, and just that for like three awful months. I'm, I'll be really happy when this one's done. I'll be very I'm happy already, when I'm the not. Supreme Court rules to overturn the election and install uh, Trump as God Emperor. It'll be a nice yeah. relief to get this stuff off of the headlines. I, I'm just, I'm just like sick of the the Trump thing. Like it, it's it's four years and just like I don't know. It, it, nothing's gotten better. No one's come up with a novel angle. It's just like different people trying to sell their books called like you know fascism with a red white and blue stripe mm-hmm. and or you know people like lynn wood also trying to sell <laughs> something i'm i don't know i like i would take any biden gaff over this i'm so looking forward to that over whatever the fuck this is okay well let's let's just let's see if we can squeeze just a little bit more juice out of this lemon i have i have two more clips from the call that i'd like to that i'd like to play so the next one is like the is sort of the um the uh the highlight that uh everyone's been pointing to because it does seem to point to the most you know open evidence of just a, a felony being committed oh yeah just wild just crimes criming it up criming it up and the beauty of it is the reason he could do this people are baffled how could he do this doesn't he know he's being recorded uh is one he already got uh acquitted by the senate for accused bad phone call having where he just said crimes and uh two Many people have now said this, is that a prosecutor would have a very difficult time proving intent behind anything Trump says publicly or privately because there's no way that you can convincingly show that he knows what he means when he says things. If anything, right. Matt, they, I, they if can't, anything. They, because to, to get, like, for him to be a crime, you would have to prove that Trump was telling him in his mind, hey, I will punish you with criminal charges if you do not fabricate votes for me. A jury would be very hard to be, it wouldn't be hard to, to convince a jury that Trump doesn't think that, that he doesn't understand that, that he saw some very troubling numbers, some very big numbers. These are these are real numbers. We got them. We see them. We know we have the votes. The votes are there. I've seen them. That he believes that because his brain is fucking cottage cheese. And even if it isn't, even if he's some sort of mastermind, his public persona, he's like Vincent the Chin Gigante. You can't prove that he's compost mentos to fucking be liable for anything. Uh, it's also like, I mean, like, even if he, like, you could argue that he knew what he was saying. It's like, they're just, he's never going to go to prison because then they all have to go to prison. Yep. Like, I, I don't. No, no not president see, can go to jail. It's, it's against yeah, the rules. We're not going to see a president go to jail until the very end because the president's job, at, you know, as the figurehead and, you know, sometimes custodian of empire is to do tons of illegal shit. Yeah, yeah, and, no. yeah, yeah. No one's going to take that job and execute it to the way it needs to be if there's any any thought that they might face any accountability for their actions in power. So that everyone has to agree that that doesn't happen. Yeah, Joe Biden like had like probably explicitly doesn't want to see Trump prosecuted. One hundred percent right because it's like no people need to see that even he gets away with it. Yes, and the, because they you need have to see parties. that we're in a different we're. We're above you. And then because you have two parties that are supposed to switch off once in a while, like that's how it works. People get pissed at the one and then they switch over to the other. They have they only give that power over willingly because they know that when they're out of power, they're not going to be punished. And as soon as somebody gets punished for something, like if Democrats prosecute Trump, they know that when Republicans get in, 
they're going to fucking prosecute them because everybody could go down because that's the job is doing crimes. Well, I mean, just specifically on the issue of doing crimes and then having having your you know intent to commit crimes be recorded on a phone call that then gets published in the national press. I would say that this hour long phone call of him haranguing these people would be to a jury pretty good evidence that he believed everything he was saying. So, i.e., no felony. Like he really yeah. does think those votes are out there, and he believes he's, every he's seen them. Thing he's he seen the votes. He's seen the votes. Have you? I mean, his fucking defense in court would just be his his lawyers would just bring out the fucking TV shows he was watching. They would just show the episodes of Newsmax that he was watching and tell the jury this is what he was seeing, and he just absorbs it like a sponge. All right, let, let's let's play the next audio clip. They, they should share it because you want to get to an honest election. I won this election by hundreds of thousands of votes. There's no way I lost Georgia. There's no way. We won by hundreds of thousands of votes. I'm just going by s- small numbers. When you add them up, they're many times the 11,000. But, but I won that state by hundreds of thousands of votes. Now, do you think it's possible that they uh, shredded ballots in uh, Fulton County? Because that's what the rumor is. And also that Dominion took out machines. Uh, that Dominion is really moving fast to get rid of their uh, machinery. Do you know anything about that? Because that's illegal. This is Ryan Germany. No, Dominion has not um, <laughs> moved any machinery out of Fulton County. We're having well, but no, but but have they moved? Have they have they moved the inner parts of the machines and replaced them with other parts? No. Sure, <laughs> Ryan. I'm sure. I'm sure, Mr. President. And what about what about the? Uh, what about the ballots, the uh, shredding of the ballots? Have they been shredding ballots? No, the only investigation that we have into that, they have not been shredding any ballots. Um, there was an issue in Cobb County where they were doing normal uh, you know, office shredding, getting rid of old stuff, and we investigated that. But this is stuff from you know, past elections. Well, I don't know. It doesn't pass the smell test, though, because we hear they're shredding thousands and thousands of ballots. Uh, and now what they're saying, oh, we're just cleaning up the office. You know, I don't think that plays. Well, Mr. President, the problem that, uh, you have with social media, they can people can say. No, uh, no, this isn't social media. This is Trump media. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about social but I couldn't care less. Social media is big tech. Big tech is on your side. You know, I don't even know why you have a side, because you should want to have an accurate election. There we go. As long as he says, yeah. it's not social media, it's Trump media. Yeah, Trump so, media. You know, that's do, good. By the way, we should have put a warning on that. That's uh, what you just heard was very upsetting. It was basically you were hearing the planning of the Holocaust. Yeah, that's the Wan C conference. Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, no, yeah. I, uh, I couldn't find this on, on the call, but this is just, a, just a, a quote I have from him uh, talking to one of the, to the guy, uh, Brad uh, Raffensperger, the, uh, the Georgia Secretary of State. And he just says, they're going around playing you and laughing at you behind your back, Brad. Whether you know it or not, they're laughing at you. <laughs> <laughs> they're not laughing at you, Brad. They're and, not laughing at you. And and what's funny is this: like, okay, so this comes on uh, the eve of the big, uh, the, the planned Trump protest in Washington, and then also uh, Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley have each taken up their own ridiculous effort to claim that the results and only the states that would have mattered to the election need to be like recertified or that the electors can be impeached or some bullshit like that. I mean, 
I mean, like they they know it's just for show. I mean, they're just showing out for 2024. But I wonder, like, had they known that this phone call was going to get leaked, like the day after they announced all of their efforts? I mean, it is pretty funny for them because they're just saying that, like, no, this is about we just need to reinstill confidence in the electoral system because lots of people believe the shit that we tell them. So therefore. We have to, you know, have have like a, I think one of them. I forget if it's Cruz or Holly, but they're 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 suggesting some sort of blue ribbon committee where it's just like one yeah. Democrat and one Republican, like or from an independent panel to certify the results of only the, those specific states. And by the way, only the presidential results, not certify or even look into at all any of the congressional races. Like those people are going to be seated. Just no, the no thing problem. That Cruz is, the thing that Cruz is referencing is what they did to resolve the disputed election of 1876, the Hayes-Tilden election, which hinged on disputed electoral votes from a few southern states. Uh, and the way it was resolved was Congress created an independent commission uh, with three members, Democrat, Republican, and I, I believe Associate Justice of the Supreme Court. And over negotiation that ended with the agreement for the Republicans to hold the White House, but in exchange would end federal reconstruction and uh, occupation of the South, uh, they, they let the third guy say it was Hayes. The thing is, is that they fucking amended the Constitution after that to, say, to make sure that that never happened again. That was like a that was a breakdown that the system literally did fix. So they're just making something up. And then I guess the other the other rub that came out of this is that you know, uh, like like a lot of these a lot of these Republican office holders and pundits are now are now to deflect away from the call itself. We're saying things like, "What kind of a man records a phone call and then leaks it to the press?" That is an absolute That's violation. A of bro- That's that is a re- okay. If if you're having a phone call with the president of the United States where he attempts to suborn felonies, suborn felonies from you, and you record that phone call so you can't be blackmailed later, that is female tendencies. That is absolute female tendencies. But I mean, I don't know. It's just like, uh, yeah, I mean, these these are these are the last gasps of uh, the Trump administration. He's he's going out with a phone call, not with a bang, but with a phone call. He just wanted someone else to take care of it. He knew he just assumed that because his whole life has been this having incoherent conversations with people who wanted something from him. And it's turning out that since he actually lost the election and it's not in anyone's real interest to, you know, break the, the rules, break the, break the, uh, uh, the structure we have just to keep him in office, they don't need anything from him anymore. So now they're not actually doing it. They're just sort of like waving their hand around instead of writing down on the paper. And now that's, he's seeing the result of that. It'll be very funny to see, uh, him, and of course, his followers absorbing the reality of it. Uh, no, I mean, and like also, I mean, there, there is there is definitely a, a grim comedy to all of these Republican state officials now going on TV and weeping that their wives are getting death threats from like unhinged Trump supporters after they've been like, you know, uh, now been like openly uh, identified with this conspiracy to steal the election from him. Or it's like it reminds me of um all of the Brexit coverage about the millionaire eel salesmen who have now discovered <laughs> that their eels are dying at Calais. Or the guy who needs to export his sex arses, but they're you got to have to play the sex arses, mate. It just uh, you could not you could not find a more sympathetic cast of victims here. Yeah, the you, you remember the guy in Georgia who uh, cried, yeah. because Trump supporters were like bothering his wife. He said it in an interview, like Aaron Mata sent this to me, where he's like, "I know what election fraud looks like because I work with the Contras." <laughs> it's like 
No, yeah, it's like, you know, that's almost like a hack line break joke that you'd see on like, you know, like lefty Twitter. But no, he actually did it. They're all actually all that bad. They deserve they all deserve everything that they're doing to each other. I I don't give a shit. Well, I mean, moving on from the uh, the the perfect phone call, I do want to talk about I mean, just like, okay, it's 2021 now new administration. And one of the things that you heard from uh, certain quarters in the lead up to the election is that. You know, if if the Democrats win, you're not going to hear about COVID ever again. And I don't know. I mean, Biden still hasn't been inaugurated, but it seems like we're we're hearing quite a lot about it because quite a lot of people are dying of it. Or just like, you know, the second spike uh, seems to be hitting us pretty fucking hard. And uh, to that end, I I do want to talk about our going from one uh, just shitheaded New York tyrant to another. Uh, Andrew Cuomo. Our wonderful governor here in New York, his latest fucking oh my god! Every every anti-Italian slur in the world comes to my mind when I think of his name. I don't, I don't care how many Dago Guinea Wap grease balls come out of the woodwork. Matt Chrisman never gets that vaccine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, no. So like now, now we're dealing with a situation where we have vaccinations available and I just if you're going off of new york state alone the rollout of this vaccine has been such a fucking disaster that like i don't know like up until like yesterday they weren't even vaccinating people on the weekends and then cuomo has this this new plan where only hospitals can administer them and then if they don't administer them they'll be fined it's insane oh and if they give them to anyone who doesn't have a certification that they are in the right part of the line for one then they get fined that's that's what he's doing. That's the activism of his government is we're going we are not doing anything to make this uh, to make this a, a, a effective vaccine distribution uh, instead of using, you know, institutions that had been building up capacity uh, up to this moment. No, no, we're going to shoot it through hospitals. We're going to do it by my direction because he's concentrating all powers in his hands during this. He's like doing a little secret like he's taking over more parts of like the budget and shit. He's literally like seizing power. Like he, he Trump was supposed like to have yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the one who's actually doing Trump's like right, uh, right. disaster capitalist like grab for power. Not fucking uh, not Trump. It's fucking Cuomo. Yeah. No, everything that people criticize about Trump is also very true about Cuomo. But Cuomo actually does most of it. Yeah. Cuomo. Cuomo is. Yeah. Another fucking egomaniac who. Yeah. Thousands. Thousands of people are going to die from not having the vaccine because he. It's like he has to have his fingerprints on it. Yep. And because it, of that, it, yeah. he, it's like, so we're in a situation where this is going to be botched. There's going to be a lot of death and there's going to be corruption, too. Like people are going to jump the line. It's New York. There's a lot of rich people, a lot of influential people. And it's it's not going to go well. It could go better if Cuomo wanted to be anything other than the fucking absolute piece of shit prick he was and wanted to keep all the like non-functional neoliberal structures uh, of government in place. Uh, I mean, it's not just yeah, that- Cuomo, Cuomo, like the, the Cuomo regime. It's like every like, you know, parody of Soviet bureaucracy, uh, but with the standards of life and regard for human welfare yeah. of the current system. And it can't do any better. So what's he going to do to act like he's doing something just like he did when he told everybody, oh, if you go out for a drink, even though you shouldn't be going out for a drink, there's a fucking pandemic going on. You got to make sure that you have uh, a sandwich, not a chicken wing. Like that's yeah. what he's doing. That's his active participation in like, uh, like saving lives. Here it's hey, hey, uh, hospitals, do an impossible thing. 
oh, they can't do the impossible thing? Well, it's not because we didn't try, because we're punishing them if they don't. And that's it. They can threaten them. And, I mean, I, and then say, hey, yeah. we tried because we levied fines and we punished them, even though you're asking them to do something that they cannot do. Well, yeah, this is this is part of like his lead up for the presidency, I feel like, is his goal here is probably like, you know, to make some hospital administrator look bad or ideally, you know, catch some sacrificial lamb rich. Yeah. One of the rich guys who hasn't donated to them and, you know, throw the book at them for cutting in line and be like Cuomo stood up to, you know, COVID line breakers. But here's the oh, funny God. thing. If it was if it was the um if it was the distribution of any other like needed life-saving government service, then like with things like, you know, people coming in line or gaming the system, um, you know, like that, that that's a big problem. And it's a big problem with vaccinations too. I mean, I don't know how, sorry, I don't mean how big a problem is, but like I don't relish the thought of some rich asshole getting special treatment to get a vaccine earlier in place of someone who more desperately needs one. But the problem with that is if you're, when you're talking about vaccinations, the end goal is to get as many people vaccinated as possible. So one person skipping in line at the expense of someone else is, you know, it's unethical and probably criminal. But like it's just like setting up all. I don't I don't think it demands setting up all of these fucking like uh, penalties. Everybody's supposed you to get to vaccinated. There is no way to give the wrong person a vaccination. Exactly. Better exactly. If the, if the alternative is them not going to waste, which they will. And yeah, that, that's but, the other thing is that there's an expiration date on these vaccines. Yes. Like they have to, they, like they, you're they will... giving them an impossible fucking math problem. And, and it's a Kobayashi Maru. So and it's like, like there are situations you, there, now. It's like, oh, no, he skipped the line. Good, though. It should have been. Yeah, exactly. Trash, you fucking assholes. Yeah, exactly. Like if if if. If the uh, if like you know, and this is a very real thing. If, if the opportunity is like someone skipping the line or getting the vaccine who isn't certified, and, and like usually the alternative is that vaccine going in the fucking garbage because mm -hmm. it is going to be like it's going to you know be be um uh, you know not useful. It's going to pass its expiration date, and like pharmacies are getting to the point where they have like you know stockpiles of vaccines that are going to go bad in like a couple days, and they just start handing them out to people. And under Cuomo's regime, they would be fine like a hundred thousand or a million dollars or something like that. And 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 those people that 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 botching that that failure that's compounding the in the the the, the failure at the heart of the whole thing the the, the incompetent like uh, corrupt privatized distribution in the first place that makes it worse. Uh, but it's necessary because otherwise, how would you as Cuomo be able to point to having done anything? Even though right. the thing you did literally makes it worse and gets people killed. Right. Yeah. Um, and this is, you know, this speaks to the heart of the modern welfare state. The biggest, the worst thing that could happen is not that not enough people get the thing. It's that the wrong person. gets. Yes, the thing. exactly. Yeah. And like and, and Felix, your point, like th this is both about his uh, management style. I mean, like the Albany Times Union has a story out today about how like. Uh, like there were just there there was there were plans in place for a mass vaccination that much of it was funded by millions of dollars in federal grant that had been like been, been in place all summer long. And as soon as these vaccinations came in, Cuomo and his administration has just seized control of the vaccination program for themselves and are directing like, you know, micromanaging all of it. And like all of these plans were set up in place so that like things like getting um, a covid test would be like sort of a dry run where people could get them at. Uh, low-income health clinics or drive-through places, like the same places that they had been administered a test would give them the vaccine. And now Cuomo is managing all of this personally, and it is, of course, about seizing power for himself and being able to go on TV and look better than Mayor de Blasio or look like a national leader. But there's also, as you pointed out, there's like an ideological bent to this as well, because like when you're dealing with a 
a, a mass, like a, a public health crisis that demands state action, like somehow, like no one asked them to do this. It's not necessary. They've come, they've come up with a way to means test it and create all of these hurdles to fucking ac- accessing the actual thing that they're supposed to be administering. And also, I'd like to point out just a little history lesson that I came across this week that I think is very telling. In 1947, there was a smallpox outbreak in Manhattan, and the city of New York vaccinated 6 million people in less than a month. In less than a month. And I think like something like 300,000 vaccinations have, have been used so far. But that, that was in 1947. Somehow there was state, there were like the state had capacity to produce and administer 6 million vaccines to the entire city of New York. All that capacity has been sold off. And, and, yeah, and, no, and, we got rid of it. it, it, we, it if there isn't 15 people with their fucking handout, it isn't a transaction of any kind of uh, size in this country. Yeah, no. Uh, all the public-private partnerships, the point of them is to add as many people in between the person and the thing they need uh, in the name of efficiency while simultaneously making it cost more and causing less people to get it. Creating phony baloney bureaucratic jobs at every fucking level, honeycombing throughout the economy. But, I mean... I mean, this would be infuriating on its face alone. But the fact is that, like, Cuomo has suffered absolutely no hit to his reputation. Oh, they love him. At all. They at love all. him. They love this Cuomo. Asshole, this asshole had a book that came out this summer about, like, crisis and leadership and dealing with the COVID pandemic as, like, a, like a profile in courage and leadership to, like, pad his eventual presidential run. And I just actually wanted to read to you guys now the, uh, the flap copy from that book, which, again, came out this summer. Uh, New York Times bestseller, Governor Andrew Cuomo tells the riveting story of how he took charge in the fight against COVID-19 as New York became the epicenter of the pandemic, offering hard-won lessons in leadership and his vision for a pass forward. When COVID-19 besieged the United States, New York State emerged as the global ground zero for a deadly contagion that threatened the lives and livelihoods of millions. Quickly, Governor Andrew Cuomo provided the leadership to address the threat, becoming the standard bearer of the organized response in the country, des- the organized response the country desperately needed. With infection rates spiking and more people dying every day, the systems and functions necessary to combat the pandemic in New York and America did not exist. So Cuomo undertook the impossible. He united people to rise to the challenge and was relentless in his pursuit of scientific facts and data. He quelled fear while implementing an extraordinary plan for flattening the curve of infection. He and his team worked day and night to protect the people of New York despite roadblocks presented by a president incapable of leadership and addicted to transactional politics. Uh, Yeah, real real mirror match there. He did Uh, did it. He fixed it. He fixed the COVID, I assume, sometime in the future. Yeah, well, I mean, this is what liberals always wanted. They wanted their own 9-11, and they got it. Yeah, it's and true. he's their Giuliani. Yeah. And he's also, yeah. honestly, the, he's he, to me, is becoming the closest thing we're going to see to, like, a, a, a Democratic Trump in the sense that he is going to embody the worst, most sadistic side of, like, liberalism. The same way yes. that Trump plays to all the darkest instincts within, you know, like, the the... Uh, the public face of like conservative uh, politics, Cuomo is just going to appeal to the idea that nothing can get better in this country. It's all the fault of conservatives, and we're here to make them pay for it. Yeah, no, it is just a political program without any positive rights or things being given to people, no alleviation of pain, just 
the constant wallowing in misery and righteousness. Yep, and getting to get a, just a secondary charge from seeing uh, your enemies uh, tormented yeah, by the state, I, which is also tormenting you, but that pain is their fault because things would be better if it wasn't for them. He is probably the most ominous Ameri- figure in American politics right now. Yeah, I he's a like. creep. I'm he's not a, a fr- I'm not a, I'm, you know, Tom Cotton, Josh Hawley, like anyone you can name. Yeah, repellent, but it's like those guys aren't going to be president. No way. Zero chance. They're not. They're Republican Liz Warren. Yeah. You know, they're ta- they're talked up by people who uh just fucking read Axios all day and don't realize that they'll just resound with a thud with voters they keep they keep like thinking that, that like there is some sort of electoral advantage to having a ideologically coherent synthesis of trumpism <laughs> like that's what the voters are looking for like no that's yeah. what you're looking for you fucking dork get off the, the internet for a minute right uh but cuomo's combination of megalomania and authoritarian personality and policies uh i think it appeals to a lot of americans uh, I, I hope, you know, maybe that he will end up like a Giuliani because I had similar fears about Giuliani. Uh, and it turned out that the more people saw of him outside of his own hometown, outside of his own state, the less people liked him. And then he just, you know, became the guy he is today. The guy who, um, is videotaped every three days, jacking off at a Remax office. For some <laughs> uh, maybe that will happen to Cuomo. Maybe we'll get lucky. I, but, you know, I am very fearful one day of a Cuomo presidency because it would be, I mean, he would, I, maybe he'd be, in some forms, he'd be our Ataturk, you know? <laughs> oh, God, like yeah. He'd, he'd, yeah, he'd call back, he'd call back to some golden period of American empire, the Eisenhower years. There would be some, like, mass killing event that he orchestrates. I, yeah, no, I, that is possibly the darkest timeline that is, possible i could definitely see him presiding over some sort of american p2 lodge and then pulling the strings from behind the cart the curtain can we see the clip of como talking at the press conference today this this is just from this afternoon where he's justifying his uh uh, this sort of uh yeah or decreasing the number of places you can get a vaccine and uh, imposing stringent penalties on not using the vaccine properly this is just a, a, a press conference he gave just this afternoon Let's get a little taste of Cuomo here in our mouths. Health issue. And Department of Health, uh, Commissioner Zucker, is uh, very firm about making sure the hospitals step up and deliver here. Uh, so any provider who does not use the vaccine could be fined up to $100,000. Going forward, they have to use the allocation within seven days. Otherwise, they can be, uh, they can be removed from future distribution. As you saw, we have almost 200 hospitals. If one hospital isn't performing, we can use other hospitals. I do have a problem with the hospitals saying they're going to participate, receiving a scarce vaccine, and not administering it. But I have not heard any, uh, any explanation other than it's only been three weeks, and... Uh, not everybody comes in every day and people have different shifts. You know, it's all the bureaucracy. Uh, I don't want the vaccine uh, in a refrigerator, a freezer. I want it in somebody's arm. So, yes, I'm being aggressive. Yeah, I'm being aggressive. I could, I'm not making it easier for people to get it in their arms. Like, say, I don't know, doing uh, vaccinations more than just from nine to five during business hours, like something and- like that. 
No, no, we're we're punishing people. So he's saying he's, he's like, like he's, he's, I'm sorry, I'm getting aggressive. He's being aggressive to the hospital. So like only they yep. can distribute this vac- vaccine and they have to use it within the time they get it, which is like 10 days. And they just say, hey, I just want them to give it to people. But to give it to people, they, the people themselves have to be certified or some like, yep. it's like, yep. Yep. it's like you're blocked right on two ends. So like you, you, you have to use the vaccine in the time you get it and you have to give it to the people. But the people you're giving it to have to be certified, which is like a recipe for ending up with vaccines just in the fucking toilet. Yeah. But because somebody like, paid for it. Because like if you're a, if you're a hospital administrator and we know what fucking uh, penny pinching pieces of shit they are, like do you think if it's going to come down to, oh, we have 300 doses of vaccines that are going to go off, uh, should we squirt them down the fucking sink or just like line up uh, 300 people and just stick it in their fucking arm? regardless of who they are or maybe or if, they have, if they've cut in line or they haven't been certified yet. What do you think they're going to do? Face a $100,000 penalty for each dose or just fucking chuck them? Just bin them. Yeah, but the rules have been followed, and that's the important thing. What a fucking, yeah. what a piece of shit. Yeah, he's, uh, that's my dead zone guy. Yes. <laughs> Andrew Cuomo. No, oh, creep, creep. That was it, that was awful. it, that was great after he killed all those old people by putting COVID patients in nursing yep, homes. Yeah, and he's would, bragging about well, he would go on yeah, he, he is just, yeah, then he would, but, like, it's one thing to write a shitty book, because, like, every, Repu- every governor that, where there's, like, you know, a milk truck crash that kills 47 people writes a book that's called like, you know, honor and leadership or whatever. But he would just go on TV and, ha- and do like sub Dean Martin spaghetti fucking humor. Oh God. Him and his fucking brother. brother yucking it up on yeah. CNN. It's the most disgusting. Oh, that these psychos think that that's cute. I'm actually the favorite kid. Hey, Woody, oh, you're going to have to send me pizza if the Giants win. Oh, my God. I've never, like, I, I, I'm not going to say the next thing I was going to say. It's referencing a, a famous uh, parody event. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, no, that was one of the most repulsive fucking things I've ever seen. Well, old people are just dropping dead be- directly because of what he did. Like, just fucking, aw- just a soulless person. Scumbag. Like, anyone, everyone who, you know, made, like, made hay about Trump, like, throwing the toilet, the paper towels, like a basketball, that's just, it's, like, what is different about anything Cuomo's doing? What's different? He- the only thing that's different is that, like, Trump is, like, you know, medically has a 72 IQ. That's the only thing. Yeah, he's more polite. That's that's the thing. And that makes him uh, that makes him a good person. He's not even more polite. He's a fucking. Prick. No, he's polite in the sense that he says, I am transsex. I am a black. I am a, a uh, that was awesome. I am that transgendered. Was awesome. That, that makes him awesome. a good person that he did. The, he did the fucking litany as a New Yorker. I am a Muslim as a New Yorker. I am Jewish. As a New Yorker, I am black, I am gay, I am disabled. I am a woman seeking to control her health and her choices. That was awesome when he just, like, did the... I think that... I can't wait till we find out what chemical they're giving Democrats to fake cry because Schumer did it, too. Oh, God. With like, during, in 20, 2017, it was such an awesome year for this shit. We're just, like... Someone who's dedicated their life to evil since, like, 1971 gets yes. up there and they're, like... I've been reading bell hooks. Yeah. I'm a woman. I'm in a wheelchair. I'm, I'm a Jewish atheist. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no. If you, if you're Borat 
and you can convincingly make it look like uh, Cuomo is trying to take out his thing around uh, an actress. You mm-hmm. know, please do it because we want to prevent an American Ataturk. Yeah, no, it's not going to be good. It would actually accomplish a lot less than Ataturk, but you get what I mean. No, all the bad stuff, none of the good parts. Yeah. We're basically an American Erdogan, you mean? Yeah, actually, yeah. No, he's it would be exactly like an American Erdogan. Just a maudlin, whiny asshole just presiding over a, a brutal neoliberal austerity uh, backed by a mawkish nationalism. Yeah. I was thinking about that Erdogan thing where he was, like, bitching about how unfair people are doing. Yeah. And he's like... They, they've said awful things about me. They've said I'm Greek. <laughs> they just said I'm <laughs> Armenian. <laughs> so funny. Fucking piece of shit. Um, well, speaking of New York, uh, did you guys see that um, Andrew Yang is probably going to run for mayor of New York City and yep. win? Yeah, he's and, like, uh, and, like, we're, we're, people already the one thing we him. have not yet had a, a epic Reddit mayor of New York. And people already people have recorded him, and he was on Coney Island, like cutting his announcement video, and he's like, "I'm Andrew Yang." I'm running for mayor of New York. Can you dig it? Like the classic uh, line from oh. the, the Warriors, you know, Coney Island. We Folks, that. we've got but epic like, levels that are off the charts here. But I mean, yeah, according to no. polls, he is a shoe in if you, you know, when he runs. Why not? Yeah. Why not? It right? should be a celebrity. It should be a people, sky people know because you're just some, it's essentially a guy you're throwing like a, uh, it's a guy in the dunk tank you're throwing Nerf balls at for four years. Yeah, they have yeah. no ability to do anything except absorb abuse. Then why not? Why doesn't? Why not have somebody who's kind of fun? You know, has a good nature about it, rather than a sour, big bird looking bitch like Bill De Blasio. Yeah, Andrew Yang. Andrew Yang is going to win because uh, you know New York is America's number two Reddit city. Absolutely, by <laughs> Philadelphia. Yeah, Philadelphia is the number one Reddit city, but New York's a strong number two. And Andrew Yang is, you know, probably the most Reddit guy who's ever run for One a higher million office. Percent. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't like a lot of Yang's ideas, but I think he's a genuine guy. I think he, you know, like, uh, he's, like gives a lot of Reddit gold, whatever they do there. Uh, probably makes memes about, like, wholesome Keanu Reeves and stuff. Uh, and I think this job would... Make him happy, and I think he's one of the only people who, you know, maybe he deserves that on some level. I could just imagine, though, that if he is really takes his job as New York's collective punching bag for its continued immiseration seriously, by which I mean he, he treats it like, you know, the the Gen X uh, 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 epic dude that he is, and he's very affable about it, maybe the people in New York will kind of feel better about it, about living in New York. Like, hey, look, there's Andrew Yang. He's uh he's he's uh doing he's planking he's planking in front of yeah. the fifth, of the Fifth uh, Avenue uh, uh, library. It's adorable. And then maybe yeah. they're like, you know what? Maybe things aren't so bad here after all. New Yorkers are mostly um, the suicide rate here is one hundred and thirty percent. Mostly a very dour people because you know they're constantly not allowed to elect someone who uh, reflects their Reddit values. But Andrew Yang as mayor, you know, the New York Post will like do a racist headline about him or he'll get yelled at because like, I don't know, like a a guy in Crown Heights got punched or something. And they'll be like, New York's more unsafe than ever. But he'll do something like um, he'll be like, I'm going to listen to Justin Bieber for 24 hours to raise money for fuck cancer. (laughs) And it will make everyone happy. And New Yorkers will stop drinking on their SSRIs, which they all do. Uh, they'll stop doing all the bad stuff. There'll be no more cat person stuff and it will become the Reddit city. Uh, it will finally overtake Philadelphia 
every woman will have the Carrie from Mythbusters hair dye. Uh, every day, everyone gets to take off for their cake day. Um, Reddit gold replaces uh, worthless Federal Reserve fiat. I don't see how you could get worse than it is now. So, like, we should give it a shot. Well, uh, number one Reddit city in the country, Philadelphia. I will, yeah, ne- yeah. I will never forgive them for what they did to number two Reddit city, New York City, ye- yesterday <laughs> on Sunday Night Football. Ever. Ever. Do you hear that, Philadelphia? I Guess what? I never liked Gritty. I know I put up a good show, but I hate that shit. I hate that little fucking Muppet. I'm going to set him on fire the next time I see him. Because <laughs> of the, the, the uh, dishonor that you did to my New York football giants by fucking laying down. You were out there playing for pride, playing, playing for the city of Eagles, the city of Philadelphia on your back. And what did you do? You let them down and you let New York City down. Well, hope you're happy. I don't like I'm a football guy now, by the way. Okay. All right. Well, you know, um I'm more into real sports. Uh I like the shit they do in Russia where they have knights in armor fight in a boxing ring. That's the new thing I'm into. Uh and I've never really enjoyed football that much. The only football game I ever went to was a Bears game in nineteen ninety eight, so that's probably why. <laughs> uh it was during the Curtis Enos era. Uh but um you know, to, as an olive branch to Philadelphia, it is a Reddit city. It is the Reddit city. But you can't say they're not happy. Like, oh, yeah. they, love, they love being Reddit. They love, they love it. They love wallowing in trash. Yeah. No one in Philadelphia has ever had depression, at yeah. least not since like Reddit became a thing. Oh. And I would hope that we can emulate them here. I would I would hope that we I mean I I'm, I have no interest in emulating the city of Philadelphia. Uh, I mean I I used to think it was a it was a a lunch pill blue collar northeastern type city that cared about things like honor respect and playing for pride, and now I know they don't care about any of those things. So New York City, uh, we're copying San Diego now. Sorry, bye bye. Well, San Diego San Diego is probably the next door city. That's the city where you know everyone's just like you know. Um, I, I saw a Toyota Sienna with a scratch on the rearview mirror. I think it's human trafficking. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think, right? I don't know. I was there for like two days, and normally that's enough for me to pick up a broad generalization that I carry with me for the rest of my life, but I didn't really... That's my guess. You know, tell me if I'm right or wrong. Well, I, I feel like it's just, just one more rub to the, uh, the Andrew Yang uh, New York City mayor thing. Uh, as soon as it became clear that he, his announcement was imminent... Um, uh, your, your favorite congressman, the, uh, manlet Max Rose, who was going to run for yes. mayor, just announced that he is dropping out of the race before even announcing that he, I mean, he announced it last week and then he's just announced that he's not running for mayor because he, Andrew Yang already accomplishing. Yeah. He's already Honestly, yes. produced if results. That turd had been mayor. Oh my God. That he's a little Ed Koch bald ass motherfucker. Awful. Thank God. Yeah. No. Yeah. There you. You can't say that Yang hasn't done anything good. Yeah, like, yeah, he got him out of there. Yeah, that guy, he wanted to be like the Democratic Dan Crenshaw. Yeah, no, Andrew Yang, probably a good guy. And, you know, he got rid of Max Rose. Max Rose has been, I am hearing that the Reddit court has sentenced him to life in, in uh, a shadow band Reddit. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. R.I.P. He's, he's sentenced to r slash upskirts, I think. <laughs> and I will be supporting Andrew Yang. Upskirts? Is that, is, that, is that a subreddit, or is that just Max Rose's perspective on the world because of how small <laughs> it is? <laughs> yeah. He's short. Annihilated. 
Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, Max Rose is like, he's like the dark Reddit guy because like all his ads were like, he's like, Oh, journalists on Twitter, like bitching about de Blasio. I'll just do an ad where I say that I hate de Blasio just with no context. And like his constituents saw that and were like, what the, what the fuck? <laughs> I, mean, I don't care. Like no one likes de Blasio, but it was like, okay, well, why should I vote for you? And I guess he didn't have an answer because he lost. Well, Felix, I think his pitch was, you know, it's a pretty unique one in that he is a Democrat who believes and votes like a Republican does. So, I mean, there's yeah. a lot of people out there that are hungry for that kind of leadership. Yeah, they won't just like elect a Republican when given the choice. Yeah, no, he yeah, he um, I, that was funny when he like he told uh, he told some like awful group. He was like, I'm sorry, I couldn't protect you from Ilhan Omar. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so glad. He just has nowhere to go. That's awesome. He just can't do anything. Well, as long as we're talking about uh, leadership, um, I'd just like to extend a warm uh, chapeau. Congratulations to Leader Nancy. Su- good morning. Sunday morning. Thank goodness. Leader Nancy. Sunday, it's, uh, it's Sunday morning in America. <laughs> it's, it's Sunday morning. She, she pulled morning. through. She pulled it out. I'm, I'm, I've got Kente cloth on right now, and I'm taking a knee for Leader Pelosi. T'Challa, we love you. We, we yeah. love her, uh, Pelosi forever. Um, I will note, though, that um, it was like, uh, was it the squad didn't vote for her on the first round of votes and then just all voted for her on the second round of votes? And yeah. We've, we've been dipping into this, this, this pseudo-controversy, but I got to say, I mean, leaving aside the, the force of the vote on Medicare for all, you, you, I think I've delineated my, my thoughts on that to a, already an absurd degree, but... On this issue alone, uh, the squad is really not covering themselves with glory. And like being joined by like Jamal Bowman, uh, you know, the, my new congressman, uh, to vote for Pelosi, like why? Like, I mean, if, if it was like, it, it, it just, it's just, okay, it was what AOC said about it. She said, uh, she said, in a time when the Republican Party is attempting an electoral coup and trying to overturn the results of our election, this is just this is not just about being united as a party. It's about being united as people who have basic respect for the rule of law. I mean, if that isn't out of Democrat playbook 101, then I really don't know what is. I mean, this is this is quite poor in my opinion. Quite shabby. Well, I mean, yes, it sucks, but the fun, the fact is is that whether you get mad at them or not and you think they're bad people or they're sellouts or something or you think think you can trust them, that's all up to you. The fact is is that their intent is irrelevant, essentially, because there's no movement behind them. They are just Congress people. Like People keep talking about how the left should be organizing right now and how the left should be like pushing on power. We are living in the reality that that does not exist, that there is no left to give the name as a coherent block that can offer political pressure in any way. And assuming it's there is why you it, the question of like how I'm supposed to emotionally feel about the squad becomes paramount because you're imagining that there's some sort of will you represent. It's not there yet. It has to be built. And, and for, as the, for the time being, like if you're in that position of being in Congress, you will always decide. And even it will be at your heart's you will be You will be able to take a truth serum test and prove that you were not trying to sell out, that you were trying to do best for the social mo- socialist movement, for the working class people of this country, you will always end up deciding to accommodate because being in Congress is an accommodation. There's no other alternative. They're going to do that. The only thing that's going to change their ability to do that is the conditions of political power and political uh, uh, force and influence. 
And the, the left has to build that for it to come in contact with the electoral process. And people need to get over like the need to uh, work through their frustration about losing and r- recognize that it means things have to be built from the ground up. Or, you know, know that like uh, this frustration over losing isn't going to change because uh, a few congressmen that you like are now in power. Well, that's the thing is that there, there is something fundamentally naive about the people who really want you to make condemning one way or the other morally the squad like a paramount consideration is that they have in their head an idea that if they believed like me, then we would have the good stuff or we would be closer to getting Medicare for all. And I am saying absolutely we would not. Their intent is irrelevant. They don't have the, anywhere near the power positions to do what people who are outside of uh, the political system think needs to be done because the people doing it don't agree with you on that or they wouldn't be in Congress. It's, it's inevitable. There's no power. The power has to be built. And it's not going to be built by people posting. And that's another big lure for people who want to make this a big big question to argue and get passionate about is because they've convinced themselves that they could post their way to uh, change. They're literally saying in the digital space, uh, uh, meat space organizing is irrelevant. We, can, we, all, and we all could just post our beliefs onto the big unmediated uh, uh, customer service complaint board that is Twitter and then get the mods to change the fucking settings. But nobody's monitoring this chat. I mean, even if it was just a symbolic vote, I would have liked to see um, just some no sure. votes for Pelosi. Sure. I mean, she is just a fucking it's like, yeah, it's, monster. It's a, it's a question of morale. How do you keep morale yeah. up? But beyond that, it doesn't. Yeah. It's like you could talk about it, but my God, giving it the moral force that you want, you're, you're distorting things to, to, give your, to give this discourse moral urgency that it doesn't deserve got to find somewhere else to put that energy i'm sorry What's going on? Uh, do you guys have any? Uh, do you guys have any thoughts on Bean Dad, the phenomenon that we have uh, oh God. assumed and disposed yo, of? Yo, yo, Bean Dad. Sometimes, is... sometimes, sometimes the corn cob milkshake ducks. <laughs> what a fucking! Bi- that was one of those things. Like I, I woke up on Sunday and like a guy that I had no idea existed until twelve hours ago had like already been had his entire Twitter account like forensically uh, audited by like a, a sort of crowdsourced fucking thing because. Uh, he made uh, he did a, a really he did, he, did, he did some riffs about his daughter not being able to open up a can of beans. And, he committed you know, the only real sin on the earth: posting cringe. He posted yeah. he posted some cringe. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So like this guy, um, his daughter was like, "Dad, I want beans," and he like didn't let her have the beans until she figured out how a can opener worked. And it's like, yeah, this guy's probably annoying. Uh, definitely annoying. Yeah, he published a book uh, of his tweets. So, oh, boy, I mean, yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a, a sicko. De- he's a, a sicko. deeply, deeply annoying guy. Yeah. But um, I don't know. It spoke to something where, like, no one can just be annoying. You can't just dislike someone because they're annoying and their shit sucks. It has to be, like, a moral invective. It's like, no, he's literally abusing that child. I saw so many he's, people. Yeah, he's like, I saw so many people like who say, like, your he, child was, alive. he was starving his child. That he, <laughs> yeah. and it was like this. This, no, this wasn't just annoying. Instance. You just, yeah, no, he's just, just, just annoying. You just don't like his posts. You're not like 
all of this is just to like make it seem like you're doing anything but just staring at your phone right yeah exactly it's another convincing yourself that you're doing good for the world by punishing a bad person so he has to go from like this cringy oaf guy trying to do relatable uh web-based uh social media content to joseph fritzel so that you can justify (laughs) like combing through their old tweets and trying to get them fired for their podcast job yeah no yeah i mean He'll probably be fine. Like he'll. Sure. I mean, like the, the, there, there's like there's like an ecosystem for guys like that where they you, like you know the the guy's guide to roasting vegetables. Step one, step one, mother bitcher, get yourself a beer. You're doing a great thing by having some fiber. <laughs> step two, uh, turn on Pink Floyd because yeah, Pink Floyd rocks. <laughs> step three, open another beer. <laughs> uh, you know he he. I, I I hope he's fine. Like I don't want that guy's daughter to actually go hungry because they got him fired from like the soy bullshit <laughs> podcast whatever. i don't know if he was but, fired uh, the, I, I i i the soy podcast just fired. stopped using his song man that pod that that what is that I what is that podcast that. can someone explain that podcast to me it's like me I don't me, know my, me my brother and my other brother or something i think i should do that with my brother it's and, three guys <laughs> it's three very ohio I see, guys i, I keep do, seeing a they photo do, they do comedy content i keep seeing a photo internet. of one of the brothers and it's 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 like gritty to me. Okay, yeah. So like, I, from what I could evince yesterday, it's um, two brothers who are like regular, and then one brother who's like a like a straight, <laughs> like a forty year old straight guy who calls himself cute, which is that's an interesting dynamic. Like there are two guys that are regular, and then there's one guy like that. And uh, I don't know. Maybe I should listen. Maybe I should just imitate. Maybe I should just do me, my brother, and my sister. Honestly, you guys, you, oh. you guys have a much uh, more varied like point of view. Certainly, you know you've got the uh, the uh, uh, spectrum straight ga- uh, gamer, uh, the gay yeah. dude, the s- straight woman. You got all these dynamics going instead of three soy brothers. Yeah, and we just found out, you know, we're Turkish now. That's true. You're <laughs> step peoples. Yeah, no, I don't. So I don't know. This is more important than the corn cob. Ratio bench health side. Um, some crank published a study that was like actually um, Jews came from Turks, and I don't know anything about science or genealogy or fucking anything, but it was on Times of Israel, which is you know, you know, supposedly a real newspaper, I guess, and uh, that's enough for me to take it as well. I mean, isn't so, this essentially Kazar theory? Yeah, but like, let's just put. Can I? I want to be Turkish. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna be Turkish. I'm Turkish. I gotta now. say, if this is just confirming Khazar theory, that you gotta go, that that that. I mean, come on, let's let's acknowledge it then. Yeah, well, I mean, like, fine, whatever. I don't get, you know, it, it, it's not like I wanted to go to Israel, but <laughs> I, do, I I would like do, to go to Istanbul. Yeah, no, I I mean, I just my new life as a Turkish man has been pretty great. Yeah, I've been Turkish for a day. What, and what's it changed? Was a pretty good day. What's changed? Um, Felix, I mean, Felix is wearing a fez right now, but aside from that, yeah, I'm wearing a fez. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not letting someone have a delicious ice cream. Yeah, you're <laughs> throwing the cone all around. Yeah. You're saucily <laughs> pouring salt all uh, over a piece of meat. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing that. Your stuff. salt thing. Yeah, I hate Greeks now. <laughs> I used to just passively dislike them, hate them now. Sorry, Stav. Uh. Yeah, sorry, Stav. And same opinion uh, on NATO. In that I'm a part of I'm a part of it, but I don't like it. <laughs> but this is this is great. This is 
2021, okay, this article was from 2016, but 2021, off to a great start. Well, now I mean, retroactively, finished. you've been a Turk as long as I've known you, Felix. So That's very true. <laughs> That's very, very true. And it's great. Well, I mean, I just... Uh, I mean, I, like, I I don't think the, I don't think anyone can say the Bean Dad has had his life comprehensively ruined, but I I just I I, I find it a little concerning that uh, something that innocuous could not like I just like if when I had to read several of people sincerely accusing him of child abuse because his annoying fucking daughter couldn't open a can by herself, it's just like <laughs> I, I I just like can't we just can't we just laugh at people who suck? Like can't we just make fun of them? Like again, like it just like this. It just and then the fact that like like if if you've been on Twitter for like any lengthy period of time like you 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 did post at a certain time when everyone was posting like you know Felix you used the example of like uh, everybody has a tweet that's just like oh just Hitler got AIDS from Michael Jackson hashtag <laughs> fail and they were trying everyone everyone on Twitter now who isn't like you know like twenty they. At some point, we're trying to get on at midnight with Chris Hardwick, and their way of getting on would be like, uh, yeah, I bet Amy Winehouse got plastic surgery uh, in heaven. <laughs> How about that, Chris? You like that, Chris? Chris, tell me you like that at midnight. And uh, that was like all okay until about 2014. But it's like, I feel like there should be a grace period. But yeah, no, people were saying that the like epic Reddit guy was sincerely anti-Semitic because he like... You know, he did that like Reddit style thing of, uh, you know, sardonically saying Jews are controlling the world. I mean, he, the point of his joke was that they weren't like that's all the stuff people dug up on him. And it's like, you, know, if you, like if you find yeah. one tweet where he's talking about the Zionist occupational government, but then you go to his feed and there's literally nothing else there that would give you the impression that that's a sincerely held belief. Like that should be a clue in as to the context of, of the, the word that you're looking at and pointing out is like perhaps yeah, I don't, not 100% I don't, I don't know. to be taken literally. I don't know what people think that like this guy was just like until like six years ago was just like fully a Nazi and he's like that he just has a kid and he's like, uh, uh okay time time to stop that but not to delete any <laughs> not to delete the most of my life where I was an open Nazi. Like it just under my like full name. No, that was just like okay to post like that then. Um Well that's it, the thing, is that it, nobody ever saw them and it's just weird where people act like they've been violate you know, like uh violently assaulted by something that they sought out on purpose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I yeah, mean, just like what, what are what are you what are you gonna do? Because like you know, the internet that this guy used to be a part of, the main thing was to be as epic as possible and like combine as many like swear words as you could, and now the you know, the thing now is to talk about how weak you are. <laughs> like, the way you go viral, that's another, like, in five years, people are going to dig up people's tweets from this era that are like, why did you Why did you say that you had a nervous breakdown from being on a work Zoom call? <laughs> I'll be like, I actually didn't. I was just lying. That was just how you posted then in 2020, 2021. It just does seem to be, though, that, that, that like an acceleration with which the speed of which people are uh, ad uh, adopted or made fun of, and then just become a character of the day, and then like have their, you know, just just have their, like, it just become like this this bizarre like public spectacle of someone's got to pay of, of, of shaming and, yeah. and kind of like 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 you know I said that like the the Twitter is essentially um like the uh the customer service complaint uh forum for the United States. Yeah, and that there's that the but the problem is is that there's no moderator, there's no one actually kicking this stuff up up the ladder. Uh, there, 
we do create them. Like we do pull like pull them out of the stream and just to yell at them, basically. Yeah, yeah. No, people people got mad at me because I was like, this sucks. That just like every few months there's just like some like unfunny guy that people decide is like horrible for a day and like find all his old tweets and like tag his employers i was just saying that sucked and people i didn't like get why people were so pissed at me for saying that but it's like oh it's because i'm like taking away a pacifier exactly like getting yeah they're hurting a bad person that means that they're like there's control over their lives and, and they can you know that they're good because they're not like that guy and and i'm sorry it's like that's pretty fucking sicko and yet you're literally like you, you can't nobody could can be mad at servers right you can't yell at customer service people you can't even yell at uh, telemarketers because they're just trying to to do their job but the random person online that you can just like make into the symbol of why things are bad and just destroy oh my god it's essentially like you all get everybody gets to be karen but they don't get to get they but they don't you can't call them that it's, and you it's know I mean, I, i'd be lying if i didn't admit that like a a big part of the uh, pleasure of using twitter is you know uh vicariously gawping at fucking like freaks grotesques and morons embarrassing Absolutely. themselves on a daily basis but you know to the extent that you engage with it i mean i just like things like this what bothers it about me is like not that like some fucking like some some moron who's been trying to go viral for the last seven years finally gets his wish but it's like the monkey paw it's the wonder woman wishing dildo that gave gives him it so like he's universally regarded as a you know child abuser because of his fucking like awful attempts at being funny is that I don't like, I mean, what sucks is that like everybody getting in on it are, are as comprehensively fucking unfunny and boring as the people that they're trying to fucking like, uh, oh yeah, yeah, know, like, yeah, uh, no, yeah, sort of take down or I don't know, just make fun of. I mean, like, it's it, it just like the same, it's, it's like it's people with the same sense of humor, the same fucking like cut out jokes, doing the same material, and then like they find someone exactly like them and they're like, oh, like, get a load of this guy. He's literally a child abuser. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I'm obviously not against making fun of people. And I, you know, I have been gawking at, like, just a mentally ill guy from San Francisco, uh, Sacramento. Who, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, what, for, what for, like, yeah, for Dan Quaid for, like, probably, like, 14 years at this point. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know. I just, I think the belief that the idea that any of this is, like, a moral activity yeah. that you have to be doing. Right. I, I just think, yeah, make fun of whoever who gives a shit. But, like, I don't know, just tagging people's employers always leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I just think that's absolute psycho shit. I don't know. Yeah, make fun of who – do whatever you want. Just, like, do not believe you're on a moral crusade. Yeah, there's know, nothing sorry. moral yeah, just, about we're just, any of we're this. Ju- we're, we're just – we're all just, like, you know, making the fluoride gaze at our phone. We're, we're the – uh, ourselves we're all, off. We're the, you know how they – when chickens are in uh, large-scale agricultural facilities, uh, if one of them, like, bleeds, they all start pecking each other? That, that's us. Somebody gets pecked. And, you know, uh, uh, you know pecking is fun. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, hell yeah. like, like, it, it, like I said, there, there's there's a fun vicarious spectacle to all of this. But I mean, it, it it is you know basically evil. But like, I'm not I'm not judging that. It's fun to do bad things. Absolutely, it's fun to yeah, do bad true. things. But like, it just I I it just I, I don't know. Yeah, like it's just it's just the need to like um just like so like it's it's not just that this one guy 
like uh, did an unfunny joke about his daughter. Like he becomes a stand-in for all of the people denouncing him. He becomes a stand-in for like everything that their father did wrong, or that yes. fathers in general do wrong, or that men do wrong in parenting. And it just becomes this fucking just just a, just a, a giant party sub that everyone's got to fucking take a bite out of. And it's just like, <laughs> and, and, yeah, and, and, I'm and, hungry. And I think a lot of it revolves around kids as well, because like Matt, you pointed this out. Like uh, only a tiny amount of people on Twitter actually have kids, because if you know if you yeah. do have kids and you are on Twitter, I mean, I think that you know you could fairly be accused of child abuse. Like fucking pay attention to your kids, <laughs> raise your yes, damn a lot kids. of childless people, and so when they see this stuff, they react to it from the point of view of their own childhood, and they like reinscribe their own traumas onto that moment because they've only experienced that end of that uh, interaction. They have no, like, imaginative capacity as a parent because they aren't one. All right. So, guys, you heard it here first. If you're a mentally ill Twitter user who posts, like, 100 times a day about the bird hell app, the corn cob, uh, and you, you know, you know, you, you engage in all this, uh, find someone of the opposite sex and you guys have a kid to become less mentally ill. This is – I'm prescribing this. I'm a prescriptivist. <laughs> uh it's time. It's time. We got to repopulate America. Yeah, let's go, guys. Got to do it. You just got to. Yeah, it. we just got to do this. Yeah, put some of that energy to something productive. Yeah. Uh. No. Yeah. I. I don't see how this could go wrong. If you are in fact in a relationship and the relationship is not going well, that is exactly the time when you should have a kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So. Kids always keep it together. <laughs> uh. Yeah. No. Um. Heed this advice. Ladies start ovulating. Guys, start coming. <laughs> there we go. Chapo Trap House 2021. We are rebranding. We are shifting coming. to, we are now a an NFL-based podcast. I'm going to be talking about football a lot more. Playoffs coming up next week. Hell yeah, and baby. Also, Packers, uh, number one. Go back. Nat- go nat- back. Natalism. We're now promoting uh, natalism. Yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not really a natalist. I just think, like, the most annoying people should have kids. <laughs> <laughs> It'll give them something to do. Yeah, That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. But, you know, um, if you're regular, you can probably have a kid when you're 70. They'll be fine. Yeah. You know, take your time. Sure. Take your time. I trust those in the audience who are regular, 7% of our listeners, <laughs> you know who you are. The 93% who are annoying, <laughs> start making that baby. As, as Kevin Gates said, want to go half on a baby? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, wrap it up for today. Um, uh, Until next time, guys. uh, Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.